Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of the Comics Pals Image Comics Reviews. Every single week, Image sends us their books early so that we can provide you with reviews on time, day and date. Thank you so much to Image for doing that. This week, we've got three books that we're going to be tackling. Uh, Amelia Clark makes her debut as a comic book writer on Mom, Mother of Madness, number one, with Marguerite Bennett uh, and Lila Leas, Le- 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 uh, Time Before Time, number three. Uh, and we're still trucking along with Radiant Black, uh, this issue being the sixth one. So we're going to be tackling all those books today. Uh, before we get into that, definitely want to let you guys know to come hang out with us. We are the Comics Pals. Listen to our main show that drops every single Monday. We're talking about the characters you love and all the places you can find them. Uh, and all the news of the industry as well. We also get some pretty good interviews. You guys have heard of Made, uh, made in Korea. Uh, we interviewed the writer of that, Jeremy Holt. Uh, they were pretty cool. And I think you guys will get a lot out of that. And of course, uh, recently we interviewed Ram V, the writer of The Swamp Thing and uh, Many Deaths of Lila Star and other cool stuff like that. So come listen to those. Uh, make sure you guys hit the follow button, leave us a rating or review if you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button for free, like the video, share it with your friends. All those things are free to do and they help us out a lot more than they cost you. Uh, now, let's jump into our review of Mother of Madness. We talked about this on the main show that it's cool that Amelia Clark is uh, doing a comic book. Um, it will bring awareness to comics. It will bring an audience to comics that that you know, might not normally uh, invest in the industry because they don't care about it or don't know about it. Um, And so that is a positive. But at some point, the book has to come out and it's either going to be good or it's not. And I'm going to say right out front that I do not think it was very good. Uh, I hated this. I was going to say, I'll do you one better. I hated this. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to be soft. I'm... I'm yeah. I don't got it in me to be soft on this one. I did not like this issue. No bueno. The fact that it was double long, I think, really made it a lot worse. It was double long, and it's so so wordy. Every balloon is a paragraph. That was predictable. I said on the main show that one of the biggest problems that writers have when they come into comics is not knowing that you can't just do that. You can't just fill every page with massive balloons, and it's exactly what happened. And captions. There's so many yeah. captions, and it's like, I I also don't like the device of the narrator talking directly to us. I really don't think that worked at all. I found that to be extremely off-putting. Um, the comedy, I thought, was dreadful. Like yeah, dreadful. Oof. There wasn't yeah. one, and and not for lack of volume. There's a joke on like oh. every page. I didn't think any of them were funny at all, and some of them I, I thought at best they were like cringy, and at worst they felt like a little condescending sometimes. Um, like my favorite, constantly. Yeah, my favorite was uh, you did 22 Marvel movies. You can give me five pages. And uh, fun fact, that's like the fucking 10th page in yeah. the book. It's not five pages. Like, And also fun fact, those Marvel movies were good. Damn. There you go. I mean, it's the, right. it's the truth is the thing. It's like it's cer- certainly better than this book. Yeah. And, you know, like 
I don't know, dude. Like, it, it also very much reminds me of the criticism that I, I remember we lobbed at home, right? Where it was like every one of the background characters who has dialogue has like the most stereotypically sexist or like, you know, to, to a point where it's unbelievable, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so every fucking thing that anybody says, you know? And like even the way that the that the the main character talked to her friend and everything, it was like every single thing is like quippy or laden with buzzwords or like, and it's it's just so ham fisted in there. This comic book is what uh, comics gators think all Marvel and DC books are like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, like it has that energy. It it, yep. it, it was like a barrage of this. Don't forget this book is feminist. Don't forget if you're reading this and you're a man, you suck and you're the problem in this world. Uh, Like it was just crazy. Unbelievable. Every single man is like at this party that, that the book starts in is hitting on a woman saying something awfully offensive about a woman saying something racist, grabbing her, you know, grabbing someone every single man that's not the world that like to me that's taking the 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 problem we have and then swinging so far the other way you you have the other problem yeah where you this just, is not yeah. this is ridiculous i just found myself rolling my eyes at it you know and and, it, yeah. and it's like just to be clear if this is the first time you're ever listening to us or whatever like this isn't us being like i don't want to read a book about feminism or something like that no. it's that that's not what this book is about like and and I, I think it it bothers me in the same way that it's like it's trying to commodify feminism. You know, it's it's like you look at the introduction of the the main character, right? And she's like, "My name is Maya Cooper." And then like you get you get to just like like this part, right? This is the thing that makes me roll my eyes way more, way more than the like every guy is a sexual predator and like that kind of stuff, whatever. Like this is the stuff that bothered me. I like Ruth Bader Ginsburg speeches and Martha Stewart living. I enjoy more children's television shows than is probably healthy. I lied to myself every January about using the elliptical I bought four years ago for anything more than an expensive clothes hanger. I get anxiety and and that's the first bubble. There's four more fucking bubbles like that where it's just paragraphs of stereotypes about women. Right. Like, and that doesn't serve anybody. That doesn't that doesn't serve anyone. It like the character herself is a parody of what comics gators or you know awful people in real life think that women are like. It this book felt like a, a lampoon. Yeah. Yeah. Like it felt it felt yeah. like an SNL sketch brought to a comic book, like the Coneheads or something. Like which you can do like those things were successful for a reason, right? Like those kind of sketches and, and movies, but that's, but like, that's with people that are super talented at doing that. Like not anyone can do that. And by the way, I don't know how effective this style is in comics. If you have an actor who has chops, who can sell you on some of these lines. Okay. But when I'm just reading them flat, it's just like, nah, man, this isn't even funny, dude. And 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 I want to point this out, too, because Pete made a good point. Like, th- we're not saying these things because we just don't want this kind of, like, it's not the, the, the point of what Amelia Clark wants to do 
I'm with. Yeah, 100%. And when you read the letter in the back matter that she wrote, I loved it. All her points were were phenomenal. And everything she had to say was like, yes, this is what this is what I want. She talks about how, you know, she wants this book to um, be something that, you know, young girls and, 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 and women can read and that young boys can read. Even this quote right here. Um, now, don't feel that I've forgotten about men. I have not. My dad was a wondrous human. My brother is the best man I know. All my male friends are good, good humans. But the society we live in today doesn't help you boys out one bit. Toxic, toxic masculinity is real and it affects everyone. There are characters aplenty in this story that address this too. If we can educate our boys young, then we can stand a chance at beating this problem to a pulp. If you are a boy, if you are a man, why would you read this book and go, yes, uh, I want to be a part of, of, of tackling the problem? How does this book speak to you? How does this reach you where you live? It doesn't. It, it it's 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 frustrating to read. It's it's frustrating too because again, like as someone who is receptive to this kind of narrative and this kind of uh uh story, it would be super easy to have that opening scene establish the same things. Like these are the things that women go through, right? Like all of those things have some level of truth to them, right? I'm not sitting here trying to deny that fact. It's the way that it's presented as like, you know, I I get it. Like, I get that it's trying to boil down the totality of what that's like into a moment. It just, it doesn't work for me. And like, if you, if you believe in that and that's what you're trying to put forward, right? How easy would it have been to have rather than, I don't know, five or six different versions of the same character interaction where she hears or sees some guy being a sexist right you could easily show what you're talking about in terms of the like men have a role to play in this and blah 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 blah, right have it be two of her co-workers making some comment or one of them makes some comment about some woman and then the other one's visibly uncomfortable but he doesn't feel like he can say anything because boys club that's what this company like that would be speaking to what you're talking about where you want to say oh like the the patriarchal system doesn't do any doesn't do men any favors either sure yeah that's absolutely true but like showing that she has a neighbor who's a nice guy is not the same thing as like yeah you know what i mean like standing in the way of like an allyship by just representing the negative mm-hmm. aspect of it and not purporting some sort of solution to your point Pete, is like okay we you, sure you can show all this stuff but if you show somebody you can you, if you show somebody who steps in who does the due diligence and be like hey this isn't cool all right, you've 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 made a you made a point. You've sent a message, and it I think comes out more effective than fifty two pages of, you know, she's not she's just not rational. She's hormonal, blah blah, blah like of of consistent shitting on of uh, of what people think a stereotypical woman would be, mm-hmm. or like what a stereotypical sexist man is like too. Because yeah. that's the other thing that bothers me. It's it's I'm not offended by the portrayal of men as being sexist. A lot of men are sexist and do this shit. Fine. That's not the issue. In my mind, it's more that like by not acknowledging the man who doesn't say the sexist thing but allows the sexist thing to be said, you're not actually addressing like the culture of misogyny. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I would rather see a man who knows that it's wrong not step up for it and then feel bad 
rather than a man who's going to be a white knight and be like, oh, he's one of the good ones. That's not really helpful either. Like, I think it's way, way more uh, biting commentary on on the culture of sexism if you show that there are men who don't necessarily say or do sexist shit that are 500% complicit in it because it's easier to be silent than to be an ally. Like let's let's talk about the book. Sure. Let's yeah. talk about the book for for its its merits. We've gone on. Um as a comic book, putting aside our feelings about the narrative itself in terms of how it pre- presents men or whatever, um I just don't think it I don't think it's strong. Um, I think that the dialogue is is generally weak. Um, and, you know, it presents us this character who basically has every power. Um, and even that is kind of tied into, you know, how we talk about women, their emotions, they're very emotional, they're yeah. all over the place. Um, and that wasn't that wasn't terrible. The idea that, you know, her powers shift on her emotions. Um I just didn't connect with this character. There was so much she spent so much time talking, yeah, that I never really felt anything for her. Well, and and it undercuts itself as well. Um, it on page uh, twenty three when she's speaking with her coworker Boone, and she they're having a conversation about how they're not crazy. And then Boone says something about her sunglasses. And then on the next page, it's an extreme close-up of uh, the main character. Uh, And she's going on – she's doing this monologue about how she – I guess about feminism uh, and how she feels and how that that makes her feel or whatever. And like when I first read that, I was like, okay – the context there's a little weird it's jarring but then immediately it undercuts itself because that wasn't a soliloquy she wasn't doing like she was in the rest of the book where she's talking at the audience i guess she's saying this to a person Mm -hmm. and the person literally says and gives her a, a cookie and a gold star and says, "Here's your ally cookie." But yeah, come it's on. Like, it's like dude, okay, all right. Like... I could. There's a degree of this that I could handle as the soliloquy that she's given us. You know, we already know that device is already in place where she's facing us. There are people around, and she's talking. Mm-hmm. But that's not what that was. How? How? How do you? What? Also, like. I don't I don't know like maybe maybe this is me like maybe I got I lost the thread of the narrative that felt like it came out of nowhere. That's what I'm saying. Like they're talking yeah. about the workplace and everything and then and then and her sunglasses. And then she's like, "Oh, you know, you'll sol- you'll solve white feminism another day or something like that." And I'm like, "What the fuck? Like how did what, like and again, like it's not me being uh it it doesn't work. It just it just yeah. it it gives me like whiplash. Yeah. You know? So uh, Sorry, go ahead, Marco. I just wanted to to what Sean said. I, I did want to praise the the idea of her power set, because mm-hmm. um, I thought it was interesting to be able to play into that because it is very situational, mm-hmm. in and in, in the different situations that she approaches and like towards the end of the book where she fights her way through to try to save this person, um, 
her powers change, she uses them in an ineffective way based off of how, uh, based off of some of the previous perceptions that were built into uh, the the story and you know the dialogue. I think it uh, some of some of that narrative overstays its welcome in in the execution of the powers. Like I don't think she needs to have a, a, a speech bubble in every single panel where she's fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can, you kind of let, let you can kind of let that uh, action live. Um, but I, I, I thought at the very least it was an interesting concept that I don't know got ex- executed in, in the best way. And um, mm-hmm. I think in part the reason why it looks good is because of the art. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like like the the way that it flows, uh, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, there are a few moments like there's a train scene um, where it's like a two page kind of splash, and she just ends up in the front of the train that I don't think worked necessarily. But there were definitely moments where the art does a really good job of communicating things mm. that you can see and feel, um, where the the bubbles and the captions get in the way of. I think, and even the paneling on some of like the fight pages, and and oh. even before that, like you know, the paneling in this book is really, really good. Mm-hmm. But it's all blocked off by these mountains of of text and balloons. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because uh, the because the the words are masking some really strong art. Um, I think that you know the the point about her powers, right? Like. The, the, the way they use her powers here, what her powers are, how they work, is the perfect way to say something, yeah. right, without saying it. Like, we all understand why a woman would have powers like that. Um, why, why, in a story like this, her powers would operate that way and what the messaging of that is. You don't need to go on a soliloquy about that. We understand. Or you can briefly touch on why that would be that way or, or whatever, and then move forward it feels like every point is stuck on for a really long time so this feels like just a one long run-on sentence um and in comics i mean i think frankly almost in everything but certainly in comics less is more and i really think this book needed some some editing like I, i i i think um you know there needed to be some intervention yeah well there's so many hands on this book. Like, what's a um, principal contributor and producer on a comic book? I have no idea. What does that mean? I, I think, the, again, like, the fact that it's, like, a double-long issue, too, and it feels like it's trying to do, like, every single thing that you might do in a in the first arc, right? Like, of, like, let's explain who she is and who does she care about and what's her job and what's her backstory and how do her powers work and how does she become a superhero? Like, literally all of those things they try to do in 52 pages. Um, And it... I feel like it just crumbles under its own weight. Like, let alone that there are aspects of the the script um, that didn't work for us just, like, on a dialogue level, but, like, mechanically, it has so much it's trying to achieve. I just feel like it can't get out of its own way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't know how much of any bit of this is is attributed to Amelia Clark versus uh, Marguerite Bennett. I I don't know like how they split up duties or if Amelia Clark even put pen to paper. I don't I don't know. I assume. Yeah. Um, because Bennett is talent like 
I'm not trying to say anyone here is not talented, but like Bennett is a comic writer, so she yeah. knows how to write comics. Yeah. Um, and this is just not the way. But um, you know, I hate I hate that we had to come in so hot on this and we had such negative opinions. It's it's it is what it is. We're judging it on the merits of the comic. I wanted to like it. I really like Amelia Clark. Like I, I, I said when they announced this, I hope that it was good because I think it really sucks that she's such a great actress and that like she's kind of typecast and like the last season of that show sucked and like I would love for her to get over and be able to do and be more things than that because I think she's really talented. Like it does it gives me no pleasure to say that I did not like this book at all. Yeah. Um and frankly just to be really transparent, I think this issue uh, is it only exists to make a movie. I don't think that there's yeah. a like I know she says that she's got a love of comics. I don't doubt that by any means. Um, I think this comic exists to make a movie, even the way it ends. This does not end in the way of like, hey, come back for the next issue. This ends in the way of like, here's a massive teaser for something else. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This was this was a bummer. Disappointment. Yeah, big major disappointment. <clears throat> uh, let's move on to something that uh, I at least liked a lot more, a lot more. Uh, time before time. Um, this, of course, is by Declan Shalvey and uh, Rory McConville, who share writing duties on the book. Uh, Joe Palmer. Uh, is the artist uh, Crystal Halloran did the colors and Hassan Asman El Hau did the letters. Um, Heather Antos was the editor and Sasha E. Head is the designer. Um, I was a little a little cooler on the second issue, but this yeah. one brought me back uh, in a lot of ways. I thought this was a strong a strong issue. I thought so too. The pace of it was really good. Yeah, like it just fucking yeah. moves, and it doesn't give you enough time to um, time. <laughs> I got to the last page, and I was like, "Oh shit, we're done already!" Like it was that kind of yeah. book, you know, and not because um, it felt thin, but because it moved so effortlessly. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm getting more and more invested into Tatsuo as a character. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the the decisions that he makes. He's clearly a good guy who's ultimately just in a in a bad situation, um, and he's trying to make the best of it. Like mm-hmm. the opening sequence where he really wants to, uh, in, in twenty thirty eight, where he really wants to allow this whole family to go with him, mm-hmm. um, but they can't, and he tries to make it work, and it just won't fit. Um, but there's still that moment where it's like, okay, if you want this to happen, then let it come out of your dime. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just that's that's not the way it works. Not his dime, but like his. I guess he's like he's like in debt to them. And yeah, yeah, he's in debt. Like they would add time to his debt, um, to pay for this, and he that he won't do. Yeah. Um, not that that makes him bad. It's just like adds a little bit of a wrinkle to it, which I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives you more of a sense of like who his character is, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a good guy, but maybe not a hero. You know? Yeah. And by the way, imagine if imagine if everything we just like laid out right there was written in the page. Imagine how much longer this comic would have to be. Well, and how much less I would like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean Bulky. that's that's one of the things I like about this book from the beginning is that it it trusts you to follow it, 
and not like spoon feet. Here's how time travel works. It's like, nah, I, I'm, I'm, I get it. I'm along, you know? Yeah. And when they did explain it, they used the strengths of the medium, you know, uh, the things that you can do only in comics, the artwork to, to help uh, bring that to the forefront. Show, don't tell. Um, <laughs> you know, and we're, we're still kind of in a point in this book where, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to uh, get out of this really bad situation they found themselves in last time where they're mm-hmm. stuck um, and uh, kind of found themselves in the middle of this whole, you know, big thing that's going on. Um, I want to jump to the end where we find out that this woman was actually working for the, uh, what's the the syndicate? syndicate? The syndicate. She was working for the syndicate the whole time. I didn't see that shit coming. No, yeah. no. That really surprised me. When she just, like, shot that dude, like, mid-conversation, I was like, whoa. <laughs> For for a second, I thought it was because he had opened the window and like somebody outside had shot him. But mm. then I looked back at the panel. I'm like, no, but the gunshot's coming from like a different direction. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then obviously it was her. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, this is. But then she yells out, "Fucking traitor!" And I'm confused. Well, Tatsuo. Why... Yeah, yeah. He she sold them out. Tatsuo. Yeah. It's to cover. She she yelled that out to cover her ass. Oh, okay, okay. I see. Wait, what do you mean to cover her ass? Excuse me. Um, to to make it look like, uh, she was um fighting like a, a traitor instead of being the traitor. Oh, I I took it as she's calling him a traitor because he's betraying the syndicate. I took it that way too. Yeah, I think that's why she said that. Oh, okay. That like, makes sense. Yeah, she murked this dude and was going to ice him and then go back to the syndicate. Right. right. He's a loose okay. end. See. The, totally uh, fucking sold them right out. <laughs> the effects on the shot, the blam. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. And like the, the weird face he makes. Yeah, crosses his eyes. <laughs> his eyes go all across <laughs> and his tongue's like sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I really like um I really like the sense of momentum in this fight. Mm-hmm. Cause like it happens and then like his body's like getting moved around and like you always have a sense for where his body is between them and how it's being used. And I it's just it, it just feels good. You know, the yeah. action in this book is so clear and easy to follow. Things are very well communicated in the art. Um, it's never, I feel like there's never room for misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they keep finding ways to flip the story on its head. Like if you think about all the things that have happened across just the, just the three issues, like how many times have the tables turned? Um, I'm really enjoying that aspect. It keeps me on my toes as a reader. Um, and, you know, in a story that's a, about, you know, crime, like, that's what you want, right? Yeah. Um, it keeps you invested, so yeah. you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, when when it swerves, it feels like a twist, but not one that you, where you're like, oh, like, that's coming out of nowhere. That doesn't make it. You know, it's like very like, oh, shit. I didn't even think about that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 makes, it makes you, like, to me anyway, it, it makes every issue feel like a real page turner, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
I also appreciated that um, I'm forgetting the FBI agent's name, but I appreciated that they're giving her a little bit more context too, because there was definitely the moment of issue one and two where I'm like, okay, who still, who is this person? I'm not sure I'm following. And like, we're getting a little more about her and, and that's, that's good. It's a good way to build the story out. I like that her motivations are personal. I was worried yeah. about that. I was worried yeah. that she was going to be like, you Investigating know, or some shit. Acting on someone else's behalf, some shit like that. The fact that they're both just like, you know, people who have lost something. Um, it's like, yeah. oh, you yeah. can see how they'll become friends. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I Honestly, I don't have much more to say. Um, I think the issue was pretty straightforward. And, Slapped. And yeah, it was really good. It's It looks great still. I, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, I I don't I don't have anything else to add. I think this book rocks. I'm really been I've been really excited to pull it every time it comes out. Um, yeah. hasn't let me down yet. One thing, just on the art consistency standpoint, there's a page on um, eighteen where they're just getting in the car and they're they're in a busy city. You see people walking around and stuff, and then um, after all everything happens in the car, um, they end up and they're just like in an empty street and an empty area uh it, it just felt like the like the book was a lot quieter at that point mm. um and I, don't, I don't know if that was intentional or not because they did crash into somebody so like obviously somebody else was there mm. yeah but then but then it's just the one car yeah that was a little that was a little weird yeah i thought that was a choice yeah like to like obscure everything else you know mm. um yeah that's all right yeah that's fine good stuff now, we're going to talk about Radiant Black number six, a book that <laughs> is divisive on this podcast. It's divisive in the comments section every single time we review <laughs> it. Uh, this is by uh, Kyle Higgins, of course, uh, who had an assist this this month uh, by Cherish Chen, a name I'm not familiar with, um, nor am I familiar with the artist this week, Darko Lafuente. Uh, colors by were by Mc. Miguel Muerto with letters by Becca Carey, a name I am familiar with finally, um, with the editor and designer being the same person, Michael uh, Busatil. That's probably, yeah, Busatil. Yeah. Um, Pete, how did you feel about this issue? Um, it's all right. Like, I, I definitely we knew that this was going to be a side story and not push things forward from issue five um, in advance. So like, I think knowing that ahead of time was valuable um, because I think if we hadn't known that it would have been a real disappointment to come into this issue and not have it pick things up. Um, Cause obviously five is really where it feels like things are ramping up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know that it, it seems like there's bigger plans for this character um as a lead in in this story so i guess if if they wanted to get the backstory out like that's fine like it it needed to happen at some point um and i know we talked about how um can you remind me the name of the original artist oh um Uh, marcelo Marcelo costa Costa. right he had that hand injury so i am i imagine that that probably is the reason that this is happening where it's happening or whatever, right? Like give him a chance to mm, heal sure. up and get back on the book. Um, so, you know, I'm like, that's, that's fine. Like that, I, 
as much as I would have rather this issue come at another point, um, and I would have liked to see things move forward, um, I didn't dislike this issue. You know, like I, I thought uh, it's it's valuable if all of these characters are going to be the characters that we have to follow and root for and, and all those things. Like, you, you want to start learning about them sooner or later. Um, so, you know, I, I, I it, it was fine. Like, it definitely didn't uh, blow my skirt up. But I, I definitely wasn't, um, I don't know, I didn't feel like burnt by it either. I love this issue. All right. This was a lot of fun. Cool. Um, the, fun. I think the art, um, this is like the first time. Marcus, like, I, I love watching a fucking marriage fall apart. Just a good old time, you know? Well, it's yeah. just like, it's, it's compelling. I, and yeah. I, I, I had a good time with that. That I, I cared for these characters, um, I I cared for you know the the trouble that they're going through. Um, Deeply relatable for Marco too. Yeah, he's got gambling problems and he's got a a wife that's money hungry. Yep. Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a, f- a fair way to con- to describe this character or Mariana. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. <laughs> the. But but on on the art piece, uh, I feel like I've been really critical of of Acosta, and this was probably my favorite issue from an art perspective. Um, yeah, th- this whole thing worked for me. Th- this it works so much where I'm like, this should spin out. This should be its own thing, and then this should be the thing that we're reviewing, not fucking whatever this is called. Wait, you don't like Marcelo Acosta's art? It was fine. What? You're crazy. Yo, give me radiant red, bro. That's what I want here. Marco, like that. This had uh, like <clears throat> the anime action lines behind people's faces. Sometimes I think. Yeah, that was, that hell was really yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, that one page where she's like really surprised, and she's like, <gasps> and it's like all the lines behind him. Like, there you go. That's what got Marco in. The the artist is uh, David Lafuente. Apparently, he started going by a pen name in uh, like within the past year. Oh, oh okay. okay. I I have heard of David Lafuente. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's a um, that's a choice. I mean, uh, what about you, Sean? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, the story between them was kind of interesting. I guess uh, you know, it's an origin. Um, I I felt I felt for this character, uh, the you know the reading yeah. red character who we're following here. I felt for her and. You know what she's dealing with. Her husband sucks, but he's you know he's got a he's got a problem. It is what it is. Um, uh, it, I mean, it, it, it felt run of the mill. Like this is this is you know we've seen things like this. Um, the only twist to the story is simply that she has the ability to um, to solve her problem physically. She can go to a bank and rob it and get the money that they need. Um, all this does is provide context for her being a bank robber. Mm. And um, I could have probably done with just a couple of lines of dialogue, like maybe a page worth of dialogue to explain why she did what she did. I don't know that I needed an entire issue. And um, on the art front, I mean, it was okay. I really prefer what's happening in, in the in the series every other issue that Marcelo Costa draws. Uh, this yeah. was okay. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't that into it, to be honest. The hands were really creepy. 
Um, there's like the, you know, those, those bones you have like right here. Yeah. Um, like every character's bones right there look like really disturbing. Like if you go to page 10, look <laughs> at Satomi's hands. They're insane. Like what is happening? Here? Oh, okay, yeah, no, That's I see. So funny. I see. Yeah, the, yeah I like, like her knuckles. Her knuckles, and stuff. Are her knuckles. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. Looks like she's in they a fight club. Like, they look like extra fingers coming out of her knuckles. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, when I first looked, I was like, "Wait, what's happening to her? Like, is that a thing that she's <laughs> like? What's going on?" And then on the so the middle panel there where she's um, you know leaning on her man, that one's weird. But the one next to that, I th- yeah. I was like, "Wait." Is his hand on her hand? Like, why is her shit yeah. so big? Like, she's a tiny person. Her hands are that big. Like, but in the middle, in the middle panel, it looks like his knuckle is a separate hand with like a nail and everything. Oh my god! <laughs> and then, and then on the panel left of that, you can see his arm holding the phone. It looks like a fake arm. It looks like a, a, an arm that you can take apart. That's how pronounced yeah. all his like features are in his arms. Yeah. Disturbing. Um, my favorite panel in the whole book is where they're they're laying down and she's uh like sitting up or not sitting up, but like laying in bed on her back, mm, looking yeah. like you know, scared about her future. I thought that that panel got a lot of cross um mm. about who she is. Everything else was fine, it was serviceable at best. I didn't really care for this. I think some of uh, there were some moments that really worked for me. I really like the like the opening scene where like they're talking with her parents or whatever, and there's like the shot of the two of them like smiling at each other, and it's like you two are gonna make a beautiful family. And then it's like they have these very like hard stone faces while they're driving home. Like that, yeah, that cut worked for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I thought this was fine. Yeah. <sighs> you know, it's unfortunate what happened uh, to Marcelo Costa. I hope that's the reason that we got this uh, diversion because I was ready to get on the train. Like the fifth issue yeah. was like pretty hot. And then this just cooled me. So, I mean, it looks you know. like the next issue is what we wanted. Like it says issue seven, the titles Radiance and like the teaser images, all like all four of them uh, that we met last issue, like in a lineup type thing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully... You know, next next month we're off to the races here. Cool, but what's after that? More of this, I hope. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Radiant Pink's origin. Yo, that'd be cool Likely. too. Mm-hmm. Uh did anyone read the backstory? The backup story, I should say. Yeah, I was very confused. I don't think this is something we've read before. I don't think it it didn't seem like it belonged. I thought that that's a different this. book. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was it's too. not related to Radiant, right? No, but it so. was definitely like, like it was credited in the credits, the the unleashed echoes of sorrow part two, and I was oh, yeah. just wondering if anyone had read part one. Was that oh. in a prior Radiant Black issue? It Do we was. Know what this is? Um, I I recognize those characters, like the two, uh, like they've it's all black and white, and they've got like the pink and green hair. Like I remember them being in one of the back matters, but I re- I remember seeing that and thinking, oh. This is that thing they do in comics where they're showing the first six pages of another book they want you to buy because this book is selling well or whatever. Um, oh, so I ignored it the know. first time and I didn't look at it again this time for the same reason. I didn't realize it was a book, a story that exists in the back of Radiant Black only. 
I love the way it looked, but I just couldn't be bothered to read it. I'll be honest. I, I, I mean, I, I read it. I couldn't make sense of it. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it seems like a, a story about people who are tra- going between like genre dimensions, I guess is the, mm. the only way I can figure out how to put it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, yeah, that's going to do it for our reviews here. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed our conversations about these books. Um, unfortunately, we weren't too up on any of them except time before time. Um, well, you know, Radiant, we were kind of, you know, that Marco liked it. Um, <laughs> uh, we will be back next week at the same time on the same day to review whatever books we're interested in at that point or whatever books you recommend. If there's a book you want to see us talking about that we are not writing and let us know if you've got a pick that you really think we should be addressing, let us know at comicspals.gmail.com. Drop a comment in the comment section below. Leave us a follow or rating or review wherever you listen to this podcast, unless that's YouTube, in which case hit the subscribe button for free, like the video, share it with your friends. All that stuff's free to do and it helps us out a ton. Make sure that you guys are listening to the weekly podcast, The Comics Pals. It drops every single Monday. If you comment on our episodes, that's where we respond. So check that out. We do the comments section really early. So if you want to hear our takes on what you think, tune in and check that out. We've even got timestamps for you guys. So make sure you guys are listening to that. I think you'll like it. Um, With that, we're The Comics Pals signing off. Until next time, take care, guys. See you next week.